I'm gonna take my shoes off, bro. Yeah, look at this place. Oh, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. Yeah, I hope you brought your bathing suit. Nice grass, nice people. Uh, one of my favorite nice guys joining me on tonight's podcast. For today's podcast, or, you know, whenever you're listening to this uh, this, this wonderful interview, uh, my good friend, Andrew Whiting. I, we were doing a little bit of research here, my dude, and that uh, the last time we had you on the podcast was episode 56, mm-hmm. when it was still uh, known as the Golf Guide Podcast, mm-hmm. to discuss uh, the last day at Etna Springs. And that was R.I.P. early 2018, so... I mentioned all this just to say it's really nice to have you back. and uh, It's good to be back. I feel like I can only greet you formally on this podcast in one way, which mm-hmm. is, hello, dude. <laughs> you know what? Hello, dude. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Last time I was on this, the world was a little different. The world was, yeah, yeah, 2018, <laughs> a different time. Um, but still golf. I will say this. Still golfing. Wh- one thing I like is that right now, you and I probably play even more golf together than we did in 2018, which is encouraging oh for sure yeah it's great i was actually thinking about it i feel like you're probably the person i play the most golf with or at least have played the most golf with the last like couple years outside of rico suave himself oh yeah no i don't think anybody's gonna beat (laughs) the suave's record actually his record is you're just a part of his record yeah i was gonna say it's it's the other way around but which um, i am too because he indentured all of us into the wonderful mm -hmm. agonizing beautiful game it's a nice game yeah it is a nice game uh especially it's a nice game right now for you i mean we're, co- we're coming off an all-time low at our home course at benna valley to very casual 77 have, have, have yeah. you been thinking how many times a day have you been thinking about your round of golf we played on sunday uh i thought about the two two foot putts that i missed <laughs> uh more than the, the rest of it those really live on you know but yeah it's very validating after playing the same golf course for like 25 years more to finally break 80 and then do it like four more times in a week uh, um, yeah, there's a that's what you're that's what i'm do, we're doing all this for is for that feeling you know i'm having i'm having that feeling we, we have a um uh, a listener you know question section uh-huh. of this podcast <laughs> that we're, we're usually saving for the end but yeah there, there is one uh question specifically that was submitted that I might just ask now, given that we're already on the subject, you know, might, might as well just keep things going. Okay. Um, Tom K from San Francisco wrote in a question, knowing that you were going to be on the podcast tonight, mm-hmm. and he simply wanted to ask: If you hit the ball as far as you do, <laughs> and you have all the, you know, all the shots in the bag, his question was, yeah. "Why isn't he better?" Oh yeah. Uh, what, what do you have to say to Tom? I don't know, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying out there, okay? Like, there's nothing more painful than smashing a drive and duffing a chip. So it's, it, we all know the feeling, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go lower all the time. If, I if, swear to God. If you had to self assess, I mean, a lot of people listening to this podcast may, in almost, you know, all likelihood have never played a round of golf with you before. True. Uh, you hit the ball a mile. You do actually have all the shots in the bag. What, what is the one part of your game you think? That if you really got it dialed in, things would really start happening. Uh, probably putting, but I feel like that's an easy answer. But I would have said the same thing for you too. Yeah, thank you, dude. Not not that, okay, but not, <laughs> not, not that your putting is like atrociously bad. It can be. It can. But be. mine can be too. You know. Yeah, but like, 
the ones that I'm really missing are the agonizing ones that are like, how did you miss that? And I'm thinking the same thing. Like, and it live. It's like Icaritoing all the time, but it's just it's on the green. Like I'm fine everywhere else, but when it's like once I get there, I I don't know what happened to me. I when we played golf together uh, this past weekend on on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you were playing really well, and I was just mosing along. I didn't really feel like I was hitting the ball particularly well, but I was scoring well. Yeah, just making a lot of like you know up and downs and typical Kyle Serlo uh, move. After we walked off the fifteenth hole, I had parred every hole in the back nine, <laughs> like you know ten through fifteen, and. I kind of just had like a quick little moment right before I hit my tee shot where I was like, wow, I actually like Mm-mm. kind of I'm putting like a decent score together. Yep. That's weird. I don't even feel like I'm playing that well. <laughs> and then in my own head, I'm like, can't believe you just thought. Of Why it. would you do I that? I can't believe yourself. that thought It'd just really crossed your, your mind. People, man. I immediately just blocked one into the jungle right of yeah. right of 16, <laughs> made made a fucking really crisp <laughs> double, bogeyed 17, bogeyed 18. God, it was tight. It's uh, so that I feel I, I say, I feel you, dude, dude. I think that part, once you realize, it's like when you're doing well and somebody points it out, but you didn't realize because you're just in the flow state of having a good time and whatever, and you're not thinking about scoring, you're just having a good time, somebody inevitably will be like, damn, dude, you're playing pretty well. And it's like, you know, you're on like the 16th, like we experienced. You immediately just look to them right in the eye and say, how dare you? Why would you do that? (laughs) Everything was great. I was I didn't even know how great it was until I realized what was at stake. Yeah, that's why and, I feel like some of the rounds that I have played pretty well, like when I had like my lowest scores, I was cognizant that I was playing really well coming yeah. down the stretch and the fact that I was able to just barely hold on. Although my lowest round of all time was in your company. Yeah, I was like being a, a cricket. A, which man. is crazy. It's not like that impressive a round considering how many rounds of golf I played in my life. It was I en- ended up shooting one under seventy one. Yeah. At Benna Valley, yeah. with a bogey on the easy par five eighteenth, because I was really having a tough time yeah. keeping the train on the tracks coming home, and uh, it just—I I don't know that the fact that I was actually able to kind of keep it together while it was still on my mind is actually what feels like it makes that round so impressive. Where some of the rounds where I go out and I shoot like seventy four, seventy five, or something like that, those are rounds where I just finish. I'm like, oh shit, wow, that's How pretty cool. That? Yeah. Ne- I never had that moment like I had on the sixteenth tee where I actually am become cognizant. Yeah. Of the fact that I'm playing well. So we got to, I wish there was a similar way where as soon as that thought starts to enter your mind, you could just fucking karate chop it out of there. There's got to be some kind of Tai Chi that happens. I don't know how to do it, but I'm open. If anybody does, please call in, <laughs> please. So what, so our official answer to Tom K in San Francisco was what? I mean, I think it's a two part answer. If I was better at putting in those core scenarios, that'd be great. The, the problem stems from what's going on in my brain during that scenario where mm-hmm. I'm like, this easy. Easy, you got this. Like you got it all the way here. This, you know, like this is just easy, and it's that's when it, it bites back, man. I don't know. They, I heard this saying. I think about this a lot. Is golf is one of the only sports where you really have to intentionally practice and work on stuff, and then when it matters or when you're actually trying to score, you have to basically forget all of that and just like have a good time. It's like you build the whole foundation and then you go out and just have a good time. But it's so much harder than that once you realize I'm having a good time, but I'm also like playing kind of good. How do I not crater this? So no idea how to fix it, but I think there's probably a fair amount of people who can understand. Who might be able to might be able to relate with you. They definitely know the feeling. Yeah, they definitely know the feeling. I um I will say that that round we had on Sunday was feeling pretty good, mostly because I was just out there in my pedestrians, you know, barefooted <laughs> on the golf course, which actually is a segue into kind of what I wanted to bring you on to talk about a little bit, which is just the the joy 
that is golfing barefooted. And this is kind of, you know, it's an apropos conversation for us to have, given the fact that uh, the second annual Barefoot Classic, uh, hosted by Suave Golf, is going to be taking place yeah. this September at, uh, at Bennett Valley Golf Course. And given the fact you're, you know, not only one of my, you know, best golfing buddies, you're also, I mean... I don't know, my longest tenured <laughs> friend in the entire I world, you know, you know, childhood family, <laughs> childhood family friends that just ended up becoming, you know, best buds as, as adults. And you were instrumental in helping me put together the first Barefoot Classic and making sure that it was something that the people had available to them, a tournament dedicated to those people that enjoy playing golf. Definitely. With that, with that grass just rubbing up against the bottom of your toes. Right betwixt the toes. I mean, yeah, I, as I do whenever, especially when we're golfing, have this desire to express ideas that Kyle should think about doing or just ideas in general. And a lot of them when we're talking about golf, you know, and, and suave golf as a whole is like putting together cool things that would be fun to do. And we played a lot of golf barefoot during the pandemic and honestly realized that it doesn't really change your game that much at all. And it's way more fun. It's if you think about it, a golf course is just this massive botanical garden lawn. Yeah. Why would I not? You know, I mean, of course, it's very well said. Having the having the shoes makes things easier and all that, but there's just something like it. I mean, you shot what? Th- there are instructors. Uh, so, uh, shot seventy eight on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, man, like I'm getting to the point now where I've been playing barefoot so often this summer that it actually is kind of starting to feel like that's like my normal, and it's yeah. almost a little strange when I do have to wear shoes. Yeah. Um, but. I enjoy it so much, and I've been really stoked on how many people are getting really pumped and signing up for the Barefoot Classic. It, it yeah. seems like something that people are like, "Yes, I'm ready, ready to do this." So I was, you know, I was like, "Man, let's just let's just talk a little barefoot golf," because I feel like a lot of people, when they think about playing golf barefoot, it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, like yeah, I mean, it sounds great in theory, but like, dude, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck my feet up," and all, which is certainly possible. So I figured we'd just talk a little bit about just the joys. Of golfing barefooted and how just yeah. first and foremost, it just feels super liberating. Now, I don't know why that is, but it is that's like one of the best parts about it. Is it's it's not like you're doing something you, you're not supposed to kind of a feeling. It's like almost like why aren't we why don't we do this? More? Why haven't we been doing like, this all yeah, along? Why am I even putting shoes on? So if it's this nice out and it's hot and like the the grass isn't wet, even when it is in the morning, it's not bad. But when it's Weather like this during summer and and it's conducive for doing it. It's pretty liberating. It's yeah. it's very <laughs> it's very liberating. And it, honestly, it's it, it's a great way to cool off. Like yeah. I, I, I was noticing this on our round on Sunday. Anytime you know, getting really really hot. Anytime you step into some shade and all of a sudden your feet hit like really cool grass. Yeah. It just immediately cools the whole body off from like you know yeah. from the bottom all the way up to the top. And I was like, man, I can't imagine having just shoes on right now and not being able to get that little jolt of refreshment. And you're like, you know, these are, there's a lot of places in Bennett Valley where there's big trees, you know, like it's part of the part of playing out there. And it's nice to be able to walk into the shade just in general, whenever you're golfing. But yeah, for sure. For some reason, when the the grass is cold and it's really actually hot and the sun's kind of beating down when it hits like mid 80, it feels pretty good to be barefoot regardless. And then it feels especially enjoyable when you yeah walk into like a shaded area you're just hanging out waiting for someone else to hit it's yeah yeah and there's and there's pros out there um i I was doing a little bit of research before before the pod tonight just trying to make sure i was you know checking you know checking all the boxes where those pros and and there have been several pros that have gone on the record being like look golfing barefoot is 
harder because it just places that much more emphasis on your balance mm-hmm. and you know just having like control of you know your body because you don't basically have like soles that are you know more or less like like stabilizers on the body of your feet but yeah, if you yeah. can play golf really well barefooted the balance that you're you know kind of working into your muscle memory is going to benefit you whether you have shoes on or not so i feel like just purely from a practice getting better standpoint it's actually it is a good thing the only thing i would caution people you know n- you know not to forget is that if you are playing golf barefoot yeah, yeah. without soles on your shoes you are technically shoes. like a quarter inch closer to the ground so you probably do want to choke up on your golf clubs like a quarter inch. Which I feel like naturally you sort of just figure out pretty quick yeah. just because the way that the f- club feels in your hand when you're up, like standing at a dress and you're holding it, mm-hmm. you could tell that it's like a tiny bit different. But realistically, it's not that different. Like I don't change anything consciously about my swing really at all. I just assume I'm going to probably hit it a little shorter. But like It's gone into my subconscious as well and that I don't actively think about it while I'm playing. Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know how often people are hanging out on lawns barefoot, but it's pretty fun to be able to do that. I, ho- I hope because of this podcast, there's more people. That's what I'm saying. Nice on, grass. Yeah, it's nice grass. There's nice people. And it's a nice game. It's a nice, yeah, it I is mean, a like, nice game. It's, it, it's, just, it's just the perfect combo of everything. Now, my question is, yeah. when you're playing golf barefoot, mm-hmm. do you actually just feel more suave? Or do you just feel like, you know what, dude? So I just feel like a little extra confidence because I'm just... Just feel so at peace with with brother nature right now. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Of course. I mean, plus it's, it's just, like a it's a real a true look good, feel good, play good type situation. It is. I mean, you feel kind of cool for some reason playing yeah. barefoot because yeah, you, it's like, you feel good. You feel suave. Which is funny because nothing really changes other than the fact that you just didn't wear shoes or like you wore sandals and then you just take your sandals off every time you hit. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a big proponent of just full on. I'll wear. I'll bring the sandals, put them in the bag immediately. Like I don't. I don't wear them between shots. I'm out there getting in touch with Mother Earth, of course, or Brother Nature. Yeah, of course. Way. And actually, I do want to get into like the the strategy. You know, the, because I yeah. I have found that you know not being barefoot a hundred percent of the round in terms of like walking in between all my shots in between yeah. holes with you know totally barefoot. I do actually like to have a pair of sandals on. You know, in between shots when I'm walking from hole to hole, but. Well, We'll get into that a little bit when we're talking about our strategies and how, you know, oh, different yeah. experiences that us and our, and our friends have had. So um, before we start talking about those, like, best practices, right, you know, the things we would encourage people to keep at the top of mind if they're going to play golf barefoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to share a quote from a Dr. Miguel Cunha. Mm. He is a board-certified podiatrist, an expert of the human That's foot. That's a foot doctor, people. He says, quote, our feet are naturally arched, and even though many generations before us walked barefoot, we should avoid it. Wrong. Uh, walking barefoot may increase underlying foot deformities and lead to painful conditions. Now, I'm saying this not as a way, you know, we're, we're trying to I be honest. I don't like that guy. We're, we're trying to be honest here. And I, I, I thought that was important because I remember the last time that I did play around a golf totally barefoot where I teed off on one. I never put a pair of sandals or shoes on until I, you know, walked back in the clubhouse on 18. My feet were decently sore for like two days afterwards. Oh yeah, for sure. Is that does that still happen for you if you're if you're playing totally barefoot without having something on in between shots? No. Well, I maybe if I played a full 18, I had the same experience when we played the barefoot full 18, mm-hmm. no shoes, really full send, committed to the, the as, committed to the as did I. There. Yeah, a lot of people did. It was awesome, and. 
yeah, my feet were sore for multiple days because you are using muscles and and that's and that's why I cheered Dr. Kunas is that you know. It's not going to be like a seamless thing where if somebody's never played golf barefoot before and then they just go out and walk six and a half miles in bare feet, even though you're on some really nice grass, mm-hmm. you will feel it afterwards. And I would assume that oh, yeah. if you're playing golf like that you know, every week, eventually, you know, like anything else, the human body adapts. It's going to get used to it. But it is, you know, people should just be mindful that, yeah, the, the feet probably will be a little sore the first couple times if you're just going to go straight hog wild and just go barefoot for six and a half miles. Yeah. I mean, it's a merit badge. To be able to feel like you earn something a real, by a real guy scout badge. It's a guy scout badge. Six miles barefoot on the lawn. That's a good. That's a good day. It's definitely. Well, here's the thing. So I don't agree with what that doctor said sure. at all. As somebody who has some relatively brutalized feet, <laughs> you know. For those who don't know, these they've they've been crushed. They've had. I would I would offer to take a photo of them to share them on don't. the Instagram, but I feel like it's better better yeah. for everybody not to. Do no, that. no, yeah, it's not. but I. Nonetheless, I'm out there. You, you know are. what I mean? Yes. But that being said, there's there's this, you know, thought that shoes are great and they are effective. We use them all. We have to use them, you know, in society in general. But truthfully, your your feet are supposed to be more similar to your hands in the way that they actually have like functionality. And by mm-hmm. wearing shoes all the time, you know, which you're, is you're neutering their abilities. It's a foot prison, dude. Get them out. You know, it's like <laughs> no, but. I mean, walking barefoot is good for you. It your body, you know, like your your toes, your your feet work in ways that they don't when you're wearing for a sure. flat thing, and like that's definitely a huge part of why you get and sore. I, and I think if you were just to go on like a one or two mile walk, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be sore after. I think it's just the fact that like when you play eighteen holes, like I said, you're walking five, six, seven miles, and I think a lot of people honestly aren't even doing that anyway with shoes on day to day, right? No, I mean. Unless like, unless you're a golfer who walks 18 all the time. Yeah. I mean, and like I'm put we're we're pushing push carts and stuff too, you yeah. know. We're not like I mean, people are walking. Like nobody's taking carts. They're really walking or with push carts, you know. And it's yeah, it's it, it's definitely not only 6 miles, but it's also like you're using your body in this way while yeah. you swing like you know 75 to like weight transfers from times. the inside of your foot to the outside, from right to left, from like, you know, the your heels all the way to the ball of your feet. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're 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 really using them. And like I said, you yeah. almost you have to because without the shoes on, the balance and you know, the use of your feet is just all the more paramount. It's funny though because some things become easier for me. Like putting is easier for me barefoot totally. than it is with shoes on, and I can't tell you why that is. Do you it feel like you can read sense. greens better when yeah. you're barefoot? Like I, this sounds super heady, but it's like you literally can feel a lot more of the difference. Like I I don't know what it is, but when you these greens are, you know, it's hard. So it's not like you're damaging them or anything. Plus, people are, you know, they're walking on them with the shoes all the time, leaning on putters. Like, it's really not that different. But you can for sure feel the difference of, you know, the lie or if it's on, like, a slant. You can tell way more. And I don't know why, but for some reason when I stand at a dress right before putting or practice right before, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not doing any of that weird takeaway, like push it out. Like I'm not doing any of that stuff. It's just, it's just easier for some reason. And that's coming from a guy who chokes at putting. Well, when it I matters mean, most. Uh, to be fair, you did shoot 77 on Sunday, and you weren't wearing shoes for a lot of that round. So I feel like you know, I was wearing shoes. This is crazy though, because I thought about this on the way over. I was wearing shoes for the front nine, mm-hmm. where I botched the two putts. Correct. And shot 40. Mm-hmm. And then I took them off and shot 37 on the back. <laughs> and I got. I birdied all the par threes. 
Yeah, you did. <laughs> you tap-ins. <laughs> Tap-in birdies on both the par threes and the back Which, nine. Which, to be fair, those are the hardest ones for me. Yeah. <laughs> they are usually the hardest for most of us. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, I, I don't know if that's because I wasn't wearing shoes, but uh, there's something about the field. It just feels more fun to play golf, like, you know, barefoot, because it sort of is this... <laughs> Can feel like it has this stereotype of being kind of a stuffy, mm-hmm. uptight thing, but like, really, you're just on a fucking walk, with your three friends, having beers, having a good time, listening to music, and people wonder why you know we love golf so much. Like, do you like <laughs> to hike? Do you like to have beers and listen to music with your friends for four hours plus? Do you and like do you being like, outdoors? Do you like kind of like pointless games that, you know, they're fun. Check, 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 and check. Yeah. Okay, so there's a sport I want to tell you about, and its shoes are optional at Benna Valley. Which is is great. Now, actually, that's that's a great segue, Mm -hmm. because as much as I love playing golf barefoot, and I think we're here to really advocate for people removing those foot prisons and getting out and enjoying themselves on the golf course, Mm -hmm. there are some golf courses that I wouldn't play barefoot at. Oh, for sure. And I think that is, like, one thing that is, is very important to keep in mind is, like, you definitely want to assess the situation of where you're playing golf that day. Like, you know, if there's a golf course, I'm just going to use Fountain Grove here in Santa Rosa oh as an example. A very mountainous golf course that once you leave the fairway and the, the rough, it goes to, like, sharp, jagged rocks and, like, long grass and stuff like that. And there's OB everywhere. You don't want to do that. You want to find a golf course where pretty much no matter where you hit it, with a few exceptions, there's just going to be grass, right? A Parkland golf course is the ideal place to play barefoot. Somewhere like Bennett Valley where holes are running parallel to each other. There's not like a bunch of hazards or shit in between holes. It's just rough, right? You know, it, it's just yeah. more like a big park. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect place to be, be, play barefoot golf. If you're going to a place that has jagged rocks hanging out like off the you know, edges of the, you know, the yeah. whole corridors and things like that, I would probably say maybe put shoes on. I mean, and that's okay. Playing golf and shoes is also great. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already thought of the course that is nearby you that you could potentially play barefoot, and the ones that you would absolutely not play barefoot. Like, yeah. is it's definitely a time and place thing, obviously. But it's yeah. There's if if you're not gonna keep it in the fairway or something on a course that is if you're it's dangerous if you get outside of like the short rough like there's tall grass or whatever it's like i don't really personally wouldn't want to walk around in tall grass around sonoma county in summer it's like a recipe for bad news but like in a place that i mean other golf like like the fairgrounds most Most of your classic like i said parkland style golf courses are going to be perfect yeah perfect for playing golf barefoot um yeah so it's always good to keep in mind you know where you're going to make sure the the golf course that you're playing seems like a good fit for playing golf barefoot um, and also, you kind of want to make sure that golf course isn't going to give you a bunch of shit for playing. I mean, there are yeah. certain golf courses that have dress codes where they would frown upon you playing golf barefoot. I feel like the dead giveaway is if the golf course requires that you have your shirt tucked in. Yeah, you're not. Don't. You're yeah. probably not playing. And if the, it's a golf course that requires you to wear long pants, you're definitely, definitely don't. Definitely don't play barefoot. <laughs> yeah, I think that those are those. Some of those should be self-explanatory. Yes. <laughs> And then there's just some courses you would never play barefoot, and then there's some courses where it'd be like, it's just like a, I don't know how to describe this, because like, Benna Valley is generally, I mean, is genuinely my favorite golf course. Like, I have been playing it forever, and I am not tired of it. I don't see a scenario where I start to get over playing there. I just, I don't. And sure. so, 
but it's every you know there's a place that you know that's probably your kind of go-to spot that's a little bit less formal but absolutely gets the job done in terms of satisfying you and desire to go out and swing the twigs but yeah that's you know it's probably going to be a public course and it's probably not going to be a private club where you have, Prob- to have yeah. your shirt tucked in or long pants like yeah but you know it doesn't mean you can't just like take your shoes off and just put them on your push cart or your bag that's what i did so i've got a, i've got a course in mind i want to ask you if you would consider playing golf barefoot there yes. because i think it it fits the description of somewhere it would be great to play barefoot but also it fits a description that we were just saying that it has a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't want to be playing barefoot out of. Is it Bodega Bay? No, it is not. But uh, that, I would play barefoot there. I would play barefoot at Bodega. For sure. Would you play barefoot at Band of Dunes? I already thought about it when we were talking about it. Yeah, but it would and if, if, if be so or if not, courses. are there certain courses you would play barefoot and certain courses you would not play barefoot? Yeah, I would play Old Mac barefoot for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that one seems like the front runner. Sheep Ranch, too, because there's actually no sand. For really. sure. I mean, or less. There's just fairway grass. Um, Bandon, maybe next. I would not play Trails barefoot. How about Pacific? Yeah, that one would be fun just because that's one of my the the tops for me, but it could get hectic out there pretty It can quick. get hectic out there. And there's a lot, you know, there's some spots at Pacific Dunes where you're walking on gravel paths between yeah. holes and things like that. So that'd be. It, it's one of those courses where if you play golf, you know, in quotation marks, barefoot the way that I do, mm-hmm. like, yes. And yeah. we'll, we'll go into that. But, like, yeah, if you're, like, going up playing, like, just, hey, shoes, nothing comes on my feet from the start to the end of my round. Yeah. Probably wouldn't at Pacific or Trails. No, those would be potentially pretty rough. Yeah. Trails think, would be straight up miserable. Yeah. I think it would be tough. <laughs> the yeah. trails themselves would be tough. Yeah. You'd have to be enjoying a, probably a... a substantial psychedelic experience in order to be totally barefoot out there and not care i'm not ruling out a round or two of barefoot golf when we're up there later this year it's old mac is exactly what we were talking about not ruling it out that would i would do that one for sure that place is that's the best and then oh like worst case scenario we didn't talk about this when we were talking about putting but you'll probably end up in a you know in a hazard in the bunker hitting out of a bunker barefoot nice very nice. And honestly, just like putting easier, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, this is actually how I'm usually experiencing sand. Mm-hmm. It's not with shoes on. Like, usually I don't want to have shoes on when I'm in the sand. That's yes, like a it's big a great call. party foul. So, you can hit, you just have more control. Total, total side note, what are your thoughts on people that wear sneakers to the beach? Wild. Something's off. Hmm. I mean, maybe if you get to a certain point, and you're like, I would give somebody more credit if they walked out like 15 feet and they were like, no, I got to take these off. Hmm. The only time I could see it is if you're weird enough to carry them down to where the sand is then wet and somewhat like, you know, firm and you can walk on that. But yeah, man, that's a weird situation. Yeah. Man. I was listening to a podcast. Get some mother earth between your toes. <laughs> Touch some grass. I was listening to a podcast today with, uh, I think it was the shotgun start and they had Kyle Porter, who's a, a golf journalist for CBS that I really like. And he admitted on the podcast Whoa. that he's never owned a pair of sandals and he wears shoes everywhere including to the beach in his house like everywhere he always has a pair of proper sneakers on and i was just it, it turned my brain into a knot dude that sounds terrible <laughs> one of the things i'm looking I, forward to immediately i, I don't is think he would be down to play in the barefoot classic for he's not invited no <laughs> he can't come <laughs> actually invitation is actually out there he is he is welcome to come I hope, all right I, but 
Uh, if yeah. you want to experience some excellence, I'm telling you, the barefoot could be the gateway to a future that you didn't know was possible, dude. Yeah, it was. We, yeah. I, I, I take back what I said. We'd be happy to change your mind. Yeah, exactly. But, but Let like, us open your eyes, man. Dude. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Like, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to taking my shoes off pretty much when they get I'd, on. I'd like to also let the people know that when you showed up here at the podcasting dojo <laughs> to, to record our podcast tonight, you walked into the studio with no feet, with, with no, no feet, with no shoes on. I had no feet, no feet. <laughs> I was footless. <laughs> oh man, I was trying to get in the groove, trying to get in touch with Mother Earth. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I was. Uh, I mean, part of me did that immediately right before I walked in, just because I thought it would be hilarious. Yeah. But I intentionally, I intentionally put sandals on before I came here because I knew, just like we both are right now. I mean, well, I'm not, we have know. sandals on the floor, but our feet are are free. Yeah. We're, we're, Prisonless. Prisonless. This is the way I'm trying to be. <laughs> so if I can do my favorite thing of all time, hanging out with some of my favorite people, and I can just take these shoes off and just go have a time. And I bring my dog out with us when we go, and he's you know what he doesn't wear? Shoes. Shoes, dude. Yeah, he's No barefoot. foot prisons for young Otis. He's bare-pawed out there. Well, And he seems like he's doing fine. He's thriving yeah. the way that we all are trying to thrive. That's his, his state at all times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, God, good for us, and good for us. Good for us for finally following his lead. So let's get into <laughs> it a little bit in that we, we've alluded to it a little bit. When you, What is yeah. your optimal way to play golf barefoot? Like, do, you, do mm-hmm. you prefer to just put the sandals in the bag and then just put them back on after 18? Do you like to sometimes wear footwear in between shots? Like, how, what, what's your, how, what have you found to be the best way for you to enjoy golfing? Without shoes, it go. It comes down to a couple things, and this is. It's great that I can actually just immediately know these because we've been doing it all the time. <laughs> but it, like in the morning when there's some water on like on the uh, the grass, like mm-hmm. a little bit of dew, s- I'll start playing with shoes on, like with actual golf shoes, and mm-hmm. then I'll take them off once it starts to get to a point where there's no more moisture on the ground. And the then, dew when the dew is gone. The dew is gone, but sometimes kind of a treat when the dew's there. So it's if it's gonna be super hot. I won't care, but I will pretty much always put my sandals in the bag. Like, you know, it's I won't go into the pro shop barefoot. Sure, and I yeah, and I think that goes without saying. I mean, I feel yeah. like <laughs> as, as, you know, for everybody out there, I, I would as Do much it. as I am really encouraging you to go out and play golf barefoot. I'm also discouraging you from walking into the golf shop <laughs> and the bar and restaurant totally barefooted. That, that that is a great way to get asked to leave. Yeah, you might get ejected. It's just a. It's a you thing. You gotta just you're going out there because you know you're. It's gonna be a good time. It's it's easy. You just throw your what I do is throw my sandals in the bag. If it's gonna be an afternoon round and I know it's gonna be fine, then I'll just wear my sandals to the pro shop. Pay, you know, take them off on the first tee, put them back on, walk down the fairway, mm-hmm. and then just throw them in the bag for the rest of the round. Yeah, you know, unless there's never really a scenario where I'm like, oh damn, I gotta put shoes on. If I'm like playing barefoot, I'm not gonna hit a ridiculous shot standing in like poison oak or something like that but yes i'm correct. not going pro i don't no, think so i'm actually you know but i'm also a fair player i'm not going to give myself some sketch you've always been the fairest you know players. what i mean i'll give myself a terrible lie in a proper location yeah well said it's out of respect yeah that's well said yeah yeah because it, it, it varies a little bit like for me i actually like to wear my sandals throughout the round yeah but i always like as soon as i get to my shot I kick them off and then do all like my pre-shot, you know, like prep, you know, barefoot. I hit barefoot, and then when it's time to like walk to my next shot, I'll put my sandals back on. Yeah. Unless there's just like a little stretch where, uh, you know, sometimes I'll pick my sandals up and like put them on like put them on my push cart and maybe, you know, go a couple shots without putting them back on. But for the most part, 
I am wearing sandals when I'm walking from shot to shot yeah. or in between holes. And I found that that's the perfect mix for me. Not just because I never have to worry about stepping on like a rock or you know something like that and like fucking my foot up for sure. when I'm walking on like a path, you know, in between holes or something like that. I still f- am playing golf barefoot. I still f- you know swinging barefoot. I still get all of the joys that I did when I was you know just you know never putting sandals on in between shots. But I have also found that as we were mentioning earlier. It really saves my feet. I could go out and play 36 like that. For sure. And my feet will not be sore at all. Yeah. Like, at, le- at least no more than they would be if I was wearing, like, comfortable, like, well, you know, well-fitting shoes. And when you're, so that, like, when you're in the fairway or let's, let's like, let's walk through a hole, right? Go all ahead. right. We're going to tee off. We're teeing off on, let's just say number one because there's going to, there's, so hey, there's a there's, nice there's, 500 yard par five grass the whole way down, both the rough left, rough right, just grass everywhere. There's a little creek. Mm-hmm. In front of the green that does have like a cart path with some some dirt and some rocks on it that you got to walk up and and go over. So just just set the scene for the people here. No, I think it's there's and I want to make a point which is that barefoot golfing is not etiquetteless. There's barefoot etiquette. There is barefoot etiquette. <laughs> it's in a, which, it's in which, a league which, of its again, own. We, yeah, very well said. Please continue. No, it's, just, it's so you know you, whatever you pay for your round. Uh, maybe you practice putting. Maybe I should. You go to the first tee. <laughs> And, you know, it's your turn to hit, so you just you tee up your ball, you take your sandals off, you hit, you put your sandals back on, mm-hmm. wait for everybody to hit, walk down the fairway to your next shot. And then in my instance, that's when the sandals go in the bag. I'm not afraid of a couple little rocks. The path is made of concrete and smooth. And Well said. Yeah, and then, you know, playing the rest of the round essentially with the, with the sandals in the bag or, you know, popping them out, whatever. But I know you don't do that, so... Let's say I'm teeing off, right? Mm-hmm. Drive goes ob- goes dead center, the middle of the fairway, like mm-hmm. always, right? Not. And then from that point on, you hit over the creek, you walk across the bridge, or you lay up to the creek, and then you walk across the bridge. I mean, it's you know, it's there's nothing really dangerous about it or anything, but yeah, if you want to throw your shoes on, go for it. Now, when you get to the green and you're somebody like you, you wear your sandals in between shots. Mm -hmm. I never wear my sandals on the green. That's my question. I never wear my sandals on the green. So basically, the way it happens, like when we get to the first tee, and like before anybody tees off, as soon as I get to my destination, Mm -hmm. the sandals get kicked off. Yeah. And so I'm I'm barefoot while everybody's hitting their shots, and then I'm doing like my pre-shot, I swing, and only when we then start to move, like I only have sandals on while in transit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Essentially, and like, but and when, you leave and them off the green, and you don't. It's not never that you wear them on the green. Out of your I never wear them on the green. Yeah, like, yeah. as soon as like I pull, like you know, it place my weird. bag down, or like park my. If I'm using a push cart, and I park my bag next to the green, the second I pull my putter out of the bag, the sandals get kicked off, and I'm just barefoot out on the green, and then I don't put them back on again until everybody's done putting. We're getting ready to walk to the next hole, and I'll just wear them to the next tee box where I kick them off again. And you never exp- like nobody's ever walking on that kind of grass outside of a golf course that's not a green ever. No, and it's uh, that's the thing is like walking on like an actual green feels really cool because like you never like when do you ever get to walk barefoot on that perfectly manicured grass? Never. And it's but it's also one of those things where you kind of get a really good idea. You get an idea of like man, if I was like wearing like spikes right now, I'd be like fucking this green up because when you're walking barefoot, you can almost kind of feel, especially if it's like a little soft and they've been watering the golf course a lot. Yeah. You can kind of feel each little individual like ball, like on your like the ball of your foot, yeah, kind of sure. going into the grass, and then like kind of you're like, wow, man, this is like you know even like the littlest bit of pressure could do this. And 
when when I first like realized that, I was like, oh no, am I like fucking these greens up like walking around barefooted? Yeah. I'm not. But no. I, I looked around like you know, w- watching somebody walking with soft spikes next to me, and then watching like my foot, you know, where my foot was. You can't like, tell. Oh, like y- you can tell someone's walking in soft spikes. Oh, for sure. Can't it tell just leaves the depressions and the, like. But again, you just have you know, you're all of a sudden just feeling this thing that you never feel before. You're like, oh my god, I'm like so much more conscious like now. Like, whoa, this is it's a lot spongier than you think. Yeah. It's like, especially, I mean, they can be hard, but even when it's hard, it feels way softer when you're not wearing shoes. When you're wearing shoes, you feel like, oh, these greens are rolling. If they're moving quick, you're like, they must be hard. Yeah. Like, might not be the case, actually. It just, they might just have this really smooth surface that's void of a ton of those, you know, little bumps that slow it down or move the path of the ball. But, like, it's way spongier and way more comfortable. I can't even really think of anything outside of, like, maybe like a thick rug that a green feels like it's just not really a similar feeling like mm-hmm. it's it's like walking on carpet that sort of rebounds it's <laughs> just really weird but it's also very exhilarating for some reason it's like so it, <laughs> if, fantastic if somebody was going to go play barefoot for the first time would you recommend more like what i do or would you say just fucking go for it take those shoes off and let those puppies breathe no, I would say bring your sandals and and just take your shoes off to the extent that you want to. Like, you know, when you hit shots and stuff, it's well, pretty addictive. So, well, it's addictive, but also I will say, like, if like for me, I have a pair of rainbow flip flops. Yeah, yeah. Right, those are like my go to sandals. Sure. Now, granted, they're super comfortable. You know, they form to your foot. Sorry, no free ads. Um, yeah. where are you at, Rainbow? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, swinging with flip flops on sucks. Terrible. It actually Very like to watch. it actually like sucks. Like it, it, you you have no feel. Like you have less than no feel. You're on so skates. it's like when you have the flip flops on, it's kind of perfect because like you have absolutely every incentive to take them off. Like for when you swing, so it's like you're 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 out there barefooted, whether you like it or not. But you are gonna like it because it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I've seen a couple different techniques of how people who do the technique you do take mm-hmm. them off. Some people do the flick back, oh, which to me is kind of wild, hmm. but. And then there's like the, you know, like the really, you know. I feel like I did a lot more of that in my childhood. Yeah. I don't know, but it must be liberating because I've like, seen I was grown liber- men do it. Yeah. That's so, yeah. That's fascinating. But I, it's not what I, I would just take them off like I walked into a house. I just put them right next to each other, like five feet behind me or, you know, right next to my bag or whatever. And then I hit the shot and I'll put them back on if I'm, if I'm doing it that way. But I don't know. I kind of like just going for it and like it incentivizes me not to hit shitty shots or to think a little bit smarter because I'm like, I don't want to go hit out of that dry patch <laughs> over by that like potential rattlesnake pit, you know? So I just won't hit. It actually creates more hazards on the golf course, which just forces you to dial in that much Dude, more. It's, it, it's, a, it's a different way of playing the game. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's And it feels less... It feels more lax for obvious reasons, but it also is... I don't know. It's just, It's somewhat... I don't want to say it's easier. It's not easier, but it's it's more effortless, I suppose. I care yeah. less, and then I play better. Surprise. Like, that's how it kind of works. It's like, amazing. I can't be that serious. I'm playing without any shoes on, you know? It's not like I'm actually, I'm using technology to increase the quality of my potential play. It's like, nah, man. <laughs> Do you think there's anybody on tour that's good enough to actually have that approach and play professionally? What? Not caring? Uh, Probably so like, not. Yeah, I maybe feel like Joel most guys Damon. on tour do care a great, I mean, yeah, maybe... Or maybe John John Daly, John Daly or Joel Damon. Yeah, even John Joel Damon probably cares. I think he definitely bit. cares. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe John Daly's a good example. Um, in this rare scenario. By the way, I I know the answer to this question, but I do I do like to ask this question to a lot of my guests, especially when they come into the dojo. Again, I know the answer, but 
do you prefer watching pro golf or like what's more important to you professional golf or your golf my golf by a mile yeah i don't you don't really you don't really watch that much professional golf do you like outside i don't really of watch that much professional like sports in general mm-hmm. like but not until recently did i really start watching more golf sure like intentionally but 10 times out of 10 unless it's some wild scenario i would rather go play golf than watch golf yes and then come back and like if it's that important to me then just watch what i recorded that's what i did for this past sunday for the open championship which was like kind of great we went out and played it you know six something in the morning yeah we're back home by like 11 yeah. And, you know, I had had the open, final round of the open DVR, just kind of watched throughout the afternoon at like a time I would normally watch a golf tournament. You know, didn't didn't pay any attention to my phone, so I didn't know what happened, even, even though I, I kind of knew what happened. Brian sure, yeah. went in with a five-stroke lead. But, yeah. um, which, by the way, everybody, we will be talking that and all the majors on our podcast next week. Um, but, yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people I talk to on this podcast, only a couple would probably prefer like following golf as like a professional sport versus like playing it themselves, which I think is so awesome about golf is like it really might be the only big sport in America that most people that are fans of yeah. are way more interested in playing it themselves than watching the best guys in the world do it. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, there's a ton of people play pickup basketball and maybe there's a lot of people that like playing basketball over watching it, but wouldn't be like, let's schedule, let's schedule a pickup game, you know, or, or just I mean, play. Some th- those, pe- those people are out there for sure. But like, not to the same degree, like, in terms of the percentage of, like, the overall people playing that sport is golf. No, I think that's a totally fair assessment. I would, I say, like, would... I'd say, like, 80% of the people that I talk to on this podcast, their golf game is far more important to them than the professional game. Yeah, it's just for... And I love professional golf, but my golf game and, like, playing golf with my friends is still way more important. Yeah, plus it's more immersive. It's less, like, jumping back and forth and watching different people play, like... You're never watching one person play. It's not like you feel like you're there, but yeah, for me, for sure, I'd rather be out having yeah. a day than, you know. And due to technology, I can do both if I want. There you go. You know, yeah. so I'm going to. I'm gonna go. I'm twigging in the morning. You must have some like sick iPhone 11 or something, dude. I do. <laughs> it's brand new. <laughs> it's brand brand new iPhone 11, dude. <laughs> Beep it. I'm back. I'm just a little bit behind, but. The hot drop video quality looks good to me. It man. does. It does. <laughs> it does. By the way, we got to make sure that you know before we go into our next segment, yeah. we're we're gonna run an ad read for for hot drops here with with Captain Hot Drop in the house. It's good um, stuff. Is there is there any last little things about you know barefoot golfing that we need to remind the people of that we haven't gone over already? I think the one thing is I do need to absolutely stress mm-hmm. to everybody is that you do need to have some kind of footwear, whether it's sandals, shoes, or whatever. Yeah, definitely to go into the golf shop. That's just that's ple- a part of barefoot yeah, etiquette. Yeah, ple- ple- like, you know, please don't go into the golf shop and the bar barefoot unless it's the kind of place where they're encouraging that sort of. But I've never been to a golf course where they actually are yeah. wanting people to walk around in a public space barefoot. So just probably don't do it. Just reserve that for when there is a full weekend event that's rented out by Suave Golf, well, and you yeah. can actually well said. We'll have a prearranged situation where they know that we're going to be sasquatching around town. And barefoot, living it big time. I think that's uh, that's in. I mean, it has to be in the cards. This is just one. This is an example of one of those ideas that I'm trying to put in Kyle's ear all the time. Uh, and the next one is going to be at the fairgrounds. Love that. Um, okay, before we go to our last little uh, non-barefoot segment here, to before we wrap up the pod, um, I just wanted to give you. I wanted to give you the floor. Yeah, you are a man. You're kind of like a Renaissance man. 
in terms of golf and hot sauce. True. I, I have read Hot Drops reads on this podcast before, but I was wondering if you would do me the honor of, of quickly pitching this most oh, delicious yeah. biotic hot sauce to the people. What, what, where, where, what do they need to know, and where can they find this delicious hot sauce, and what makes it so good? I think here's, here's the thing. I, I feel very strongly about food, right? And I, I feel very strongly that people should play with their food. It's yes. how some of the best meals are made. All these innovations come from people playing with your food. And one of the ways that you can do that is you can use hot sauce as a topping, right? But you can also use it as an ingredient, and it's way better used as an ingredient. So I think the core values of Hot Drops Hot Sauce, which absolutely started out of an unintentional Christmas present turned business, is that hot sauce like this should enhance the quality of whatever you're eating. I'm not trying to burn anybody's face off with Hot Drops, but if you enjoy food and you want to enjoy it maybe 50% more than you already do, this is a hot sauce that's going to be a, a flavor-focused with a little zest for your chest to I, follow. I take the enjoyment yeah. of my food very seriously, and I was already thinking that I was maximizing the enjoyment of my food. <laughs> Tell you but what. as soon as I started putting Taco Boys on my Mexican food and I realized that somehow Taco Bell hot sauce could be even better, mm-hmm. that was it for me, dude. I'm telling you what, there's no sriracha shortage over on this side, no. brother, okay? <laughs> I got the Fres yes by the bucket. But seriously, like, I, I want people to enjoy food, especially in an era where food is more expensive than it's ever been. You need to enjoy 150% of that burrito that costs you $15. I can't have you being scorched earth tasting Facts. 25% of it. I'm out here thinking about you when you might not be thinking about you. Yep. Yep. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about providing beneficial bacteria for your gut from these fermented peppers that are built, manufactured, and made for enjoyment. I'm telling you what, this is a zero loss scenario. I'm failing to find any, you know, any mm-hmm. negative aspect of any of this. If you like flavor and feeling better about the decisions that you make as a whole that truthfully extend far beyond food. So if this is something that is of interest to you, where where do the people go? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You go to hotdropsauce.com or you follow the IG at Hot Drop Sauce. And you can see me whipping up recipes, showing you how to infuse your hollandaise, how to make Caesar salad dressings, Bloody Marys. Just I'm just thinking about you guys. Okay? Trying to help the people maximize the enjoyment of their comida. We're trying to spread the sauce bowl. Okay? <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. And I'm here preaching. Uh, that's incredible. Hotdropsauce.com. <laughs> Hotdropsauce.com. Check it out. Love that. I can't. I can't wait to enjoy some some hot drops. Hey, tonight. All you right after heat. this podcast is over. All you can heat, dude. All right. I, I wanted to run this story by you before we uh, Please put, put a wrap on this podcast. This is a a story I read on the internets earlier today. Tremendous. This is courtesy of someone, uh, a user known as Content Raccoon One Five Three Four on sounds, Reddit. Sounds awesome. Now this is a, this is a situation that I actually don't know how I'd react if I was this dude in this group. Okay. So that's what I want your two cents on. So I'm going to read this story, <laughs> and I want your I want your reaction. For sure. Okay. I'm going to start the story now. Quote, I went to play an afternoon round around 1.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. I was the last tee time the course was putting out because they needed all the carts back by 4.30 for a league event. They wanted to pair me up with a father and son to help speed things up. I didn't care, so I teed off with them. Everything was going smooth throughout the front nine. The father had a small temper, but... Nothing too crazy. We played a good front nine and got through it pretty quick. I kept to myself and I let them have their space. Anyway, we get to the back nine around 345. So I knew we could fit in a couple more holes before 430 kicks in 
and I have to get the cart back. So we arrive on the tee box on 11. It's a par 4, and it has a pond on the left side about 100 to 125 yards you know, out from the green. I didn't want to pull out my driver because I was afraid I was going to go in the water, so I pull out my 5-iron. I shank it about 150 yards down the right fairway, or the, you know, right of the fairway onto the next hole. Just an absolute disaster of a shot. My next shot was just as bad, and I hit the ball towards the pond where I see four teenagers fishing. I yell, four. Since it's heading right near them, they get out of the way. No harm, no foul. I wave sorry, they wave back, and that was the end of the interactions with us golfers and the kids. The end. Until. (laughs) A minute or two later, I look over at the father and see him absolutely livid. He has about 100, maybe like 140 yards left to the green. Uh, Instead of hitting his approach shot, his, like his ball's just sitting in the fairway. Instead of just getting up and hitting that on the green, he goes to his bag, grabs about five balls out of his bag, drops them on the fairway, puts away his seven iron, takes out a four iron. This dude is on the verge of blowing his top. Before I could register what was about to happen, no. he begins to absolutely rip stingers right at these kids. What? Yelling absolute nonsense and profanity at them. His aim was the best I've seen from him all day. <laughs> Honestly, in a weird, fucked-up way, kind of impressive, to be honest. He drills two of the kids right in the back. What? You could hear the thud as the ball squarely hits them. Then a shouting match occurs for a solid minute or two. Absolutely brutal from both sides. The dad is saying things like, Get the fuck off my golf course! The kids start yelling back things like, You just assaulted a minor, you old fuck! (laughs) The son of the dad now is screaming, Hey, I'm a minor too, so I could beat the shit out of you. What? Where is this happening? In Florida? There's there's no location given. Florida. The dad snaps back into reality and realizes what he's done. His son is blindly following the lead of his father. He tried unsuccessfully telling his son to calm down and allow him to handle it. Reluctantly, it cools down right before a fight breaks out. We continue to finish the hole, and the kids move to the other side of the pond. Everything seems to have calmed down, until the kids enact the absolute best revenge I have ever seen. While they are on the other side of the pond, the kids are definitely still within they're still within shouting distance. For every single shot for the next two holes, they stay 100% quiet during my shots and then just start screaming in the middle of the backswing for the father and son. Things like, you old son of a bitch! <laughs> or the, or the, another one was, you can't wait for shit, old man! <laughs> he just and, and, clowned and, and, and two another, of them? And another cat, and another cat, and then things like, shake! <laughs> shake! Noonan! <laughs> oh, they, they oh like cool. father, like son! I'm, I would rather hang out with the dudes yeah, fishing. Right in sure. the middle of their back swings. It was a masterclass of pure rage and terrible parenthood, combined with harmless yet perfectly executed revenge by these kids. Well done. Lucky enough, they didn't seem too in too much pain from the piss missiles they received to their backs. Yeah, oh my god! I leave after the two holes to return the cart by 4:30. When the father-son duo continue to play on, the father turns to me right before I'm leaving and says, "Quote: I'm not returning my cart. The marshal's gonna have to come get it from me." <laughs> that guy is fucking unhinged. <laughs> I respond back with, "Quote: Thanks for making my birthday a memorable one." This was his birthday. <laughs> his birthday round. <laughs> What a twist. One I'll never forget. I turned 33 that day, and my son turned one-year-old a week later. What a day. End of story. My God. My first question is, have you ever 
even seen anything like this in person on a golf course because I have not. I've, I've been playing golf a long time, and yeah. I've never seen anybody sit down and purposely try to rip fucking stingers like at people that are like 30 yards away. That is fucking lawless behavior. It's a fucking, it's like we were saying, it's a fucking purge out there, man. That is dangerous. That, to me, no, I'm ne- A, I've never, I've never seen that. That seems like an entirely logicless situation that I would 100% love to have been in, in that guy's position to see. I don't want any part of that, but if no. I was there, I would be, I would love to see from a third like person perspective how I would react in a scenario like that, but no man i've never seen anybody actually intentionally like i've seen people tee up shots and send them back but not like with a driver back towards the group like with like a a five iron or something to just four iron from like 30 yards away no but this wasn't a scenario of like a group hitting into another group relentlessly throughout the day and then you just send in one back to them being you know letting them know that you're done with it or whatever but just dropping balls out of your bag and then for somehow some way getting all of your your aiming and your focus do, do you think to this dial. dad do you think this dad ever once even pondered like the possibility of just asking the kids to move and saying he's going to be hitting and please be careful like did, based on what i just heard from the raccoon user on reddit i would assume <laughs> that that guy doesn't you know it doesn't enact a whole lot of logic to anything because if he was if he was doing that and then turned to him was like yeah, I just stuck to those kids with these golf balls. I'm also not bringing the card in and bring out the marshal. It's like, I would... This is such a trifecta of douchery. I want to know where this was. I mean, it was obviously a public golf course because you can't fish on I think I think Florida was probably a pretty good guess. I mean, I think fishing... You can fish in public areas. If they're not in the way, I wouldn't care, honestly. I think that... I mean, usually there's some pretty good fish inside those... those like, what is going on with this dad's home life? The fact that he turned and started just sending four iron rockets towards kids is wild. That might have been a scenario where I'm like, maybe I'll just call it a wrap on this birthday round and just go get a beer and think about. That's what, what I, I was trying. To, like, I feel like, like there's a there's a good chance that I I see all that and I'm just like, dude, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna, gonna be here for this. And, and uh, in fact, I'm probably gonna go back to the clubhouse and I'm gonna share what happened with the people in the golf shop and for I'm gonna sure. be like. Yo, there's a fucking loose unit out on that golf course. You need to fucking. You're gonna have to send the goddamn marshal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, grab the goddamn marshal and send him out there to get that golf cart because he ain't. You should not bring it back. Does the marshal happen to carry bear mace? Because this is a scenario where the marshal's probably gonna need some kind of a weapon. You know, I mean, I've done like everybody's done that at the range where you like try to hit the the cart, picking all the range balls up. But like that is like a reinforced metal caged like. And honestly, it's terrifying. But like, put this man in an institution. That is this guy cannot be out in public, dude. That is fucking how I, I couldn't believe it. And again, this is a story on the internet, so we can't be a hundred percent sure that this is exactly what happened. Sure, but I made. But if somebody wrote an email to the show, you know, this wasn't something I grabbed off Reddit. You know, there's also no way we could verify that. There is some wild stuff that I'm. There is something about golf courses, though, that when there are, there's a select grouping of people who don't. The etiquette part, you know, and, like, I don't say this in, like, a make sure you got the etiquette of the game, but, like, just, like, not driving in other people's fairways or being aware of, like... like our guy at the fairgrounds a couple weeks ago. <laughs> God, an- an- another just place. day of completely lawless that behavior. That was the purge. That was the purge out there. Yeah. Although, I, one could argue that the, what happened in the story is, in many ways, 
Way worse. Far more disturbing. Far more disturbing. But uh, like what happened to us was like harmlessly funny. Yeah. But that was that's like legitimate assault. Like your intent is bad, dude. What if he crowned one of those kids? Dude, like that shit. We right? I, we had a kid on our golf team get hit in the head, and he got knocked out cold. Like yeah. that, there's <laughs> that guy needs to be not on a golf course. Maybe he should take up pickleball. His son needs to go into child protective services. Dude, his son sounds sketchy too. His son sounds yeah. He Apple square up. Apple unfortunately falling very close to the tree. Tough scene for him. I mean. Not not the best role model out there. Do you do you tell the people in the golf shop, or yeah, do you like, for sure. or do you like call the police? I would tell the people in the golf shop because I just don't. I'd probably want to leave. <laughs> I don't want that. That guy knows what my face looks like. I'm not trying to die on my birthday. I saw what he did. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm out. Like I, that's somebody else's responsibility. But I would definitely be saying something to the pro shop. Like this dude just launched. For like, fucking sure. This dude just went forty percent on stingers to kids' backs out there on the fourth hole. Like you gotta go talk to that guy and bring a weapon. Yeah. Bring like, the fucking bear mace. Whatever man. forgotten wedges you guys have behind the counter, maybe two of you should go and you should probably grab two wedges each. So you're gonna need something for that guy. And an extra man to bring that golf cart back. Yeah, yeah. The marshal. That's just the that's just the total cherry on top. After all this fucking awfulness that this dude fucking lays down, he's like, they're gonna have to fucking come pry this golf cart out of my cold goddamn fingers. Yeah, it's like, why do you don't I don't why are you telling me that? I don't want to know that. Like, I just want to leave now. Like, and that nail that was the nail in the coffin. Like, to think that like that guy went through the thought process of being like, it's important that I tell this guy. That I'm not abiding by rules. It's like, yeah, dude, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you got. I, I think you communicated that point without. Is telling that me. right? Now is Bloody. you're gonna tell me? I got no. I picked that up. That's why I've been quiet over here because I wanted to keep all my teeth in. I was worried you're gonna. Good on the kids, though, dude. Yeah, that that you suck, dude. What we're really doing is we're it's this is we're focusing on the wrong thing here. What we should be focusing on is the amazing. These kids are petty. Like these kids are amazing. They served up. I hope they're okay, man. That me is too. fucking brutal like i'm sure that if they are okay they have a killer story but dude have you i mean being hit by like accidentally hitting your own ankle with your putter is fucking debilitating i can bring you down yeah (laughs) getting hit with like like we were playing with tyler and he got hit by a golf ball it bounced like somebody hit it like 40 yards over a green it bounced and it hit him in the back and that still sucks you had like a fucking welt there for like a week yeah it's like dude yeah, I mean, golf balls are, it's, I don't need to tell anybody this on this, who's listening to the podcast, but they would suck to be hit by. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So, you must be a little bit of a loose unit if you're just sending them. I do think it's kind of hilarious that that was where his aim targeted in vest. And then, we're getting away from the point, which is the fact that the kids actually served up revenge on a pretty sweet platter by respectfully letting the birthday raccoon enjoy his round. They knew that he was an ally, or at least Switzerland in that mm-hmm. scenario. He's probably just trying to save himself, but... Man. Dude. Like, if they, if they didn't have, like, the mandate of, like, gotta be in by 4.30, when you're, like, over off, like, a different side of the fairway, do you call the golf shop and be like, yo, there's a fucking situation out here? Like, Maybe, but I don't make that... I don't even pull the phone out until I'm out of eye shot from that guy. Sure. And at least until I'm, like, 300 yards away. Because based on what you said, he sounds lethal. Doesn't seem super even tempered. No, nah, man, I'm I'm calling. I'm I'm getting out of there. Probably trying to figure out mentally what just happened, and then I'm calling the golf shop, or at least stopping by on the way out, which is going to be a quick way out. I'm probably bypassing any after round beverage at that point, and I'm just I'm just trying to get out of there, man. Yes, 
It's yes. a birthday, dude. That is a fact. Well, I hope we never have to experience. Me too, man. I hope we never do. have to see that on the golf course. That seems but quite if, awful. If it ever happened, great story, but sounds awful. If it ever happened, I've been working on the stinger, keeping it in the Good. bag with the two irons. So, but I don't. I don't think I'd want to do that to anybody. No, no, not even like even that awful person. I just want to play barefoot and drink beers and listen to music with my buddies that's, and my dog. That's really well said, man. You know, that's so, a per- that's a perfect point to end this on. Yeah. Uh, and, and any other things you want to let the people know about before we we bid them adieu? I want them to know that if you are even remotely considering doing the barefoot classic, you should really ratchet that up and just do it. It is a a tremendous golf course. B fantastic group of people. The debauchery will be present. This is going to be just a tremendous all-time round. And I promise after you do one of these, you will play barefoot or at least tell your buddies about it and you'll play some holes or some some of the For rounds sure. that you play barefoot. It's just if you're good enough at golf, you can do it barefoot. If you're already out there swinging, you're committed to it, you can do it. It's great. And we've already got a a, a pretty good-sized field for the Barefoot Classic, which, again, is taking place on Saturday, September 23rd mm-hmm. at Bennett Valley Golf yeah. Course. But we do still have 10 spots. Not many, though. They're going, yeah, there's I only mean, ten, there's 10 spots remaining, so if somebody is listening to this. We probably should have done this podcast like three months ago. But hey, if, you still, if you're one of the 10, you if can you're one, if, if, hey, if, if you If this sounds like a lot of fun to you, the Barefoot Classic – I mean, you show up. It comes with range balls, eighteen holes of golf. You get to pick a prizes. If you want. Comes with a drink and a sandwich at the turn. We have a big picnic for everybody afterwards. We're going to be having a keg, you know, some keg beer, mm-hmm. tacos, you know, prizes, award. It, it, it's going to be a really good time. So if that's something that sounds like fun to you, I would encourage you guys to go and sign up. And you can do that at suavegolf.com. Yeah, and, and honestly, if you if you're doing it and you want to do it. You can sign up with a partner, so it's going to be a partner event eventually. It, 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 is, so. it is a two-person team thing. You can sign up by yourself. Uh, you have that option, and you know we we, we'll we, find, yeah, we we find good partners for everybody, so they have a great time. But if you got someone that you think you want to play with, all the best. Bring your player partner. Tell them to kick the shoes off. Come swing the twigs. Have a time. Swing the twigs and have a time. Swing the twigs. It's a nice game. With nice people. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Drew, appreciate you, brother. My dude. And uh, yeah, until next time, everybody. Adios. Ciao.